Hi, I'm Malachi, pastor and founder of Life's Word Ministry, along with my beautiful wife, Christine. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that what you hear will enrich, enhance, and encourage your life in a very special way. It is our endeavor to share a word with you that will help you to live hope and change. And now here's today's podcast. Welcome to the show tonight. This is LWM Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Malachi. I've heard a lot of people say that life is hard. Is it? Is it really? Is life really that hard? Now, I understand that life is harder, more so for some than others. But we live in an imperfect world. And in fact, if you be honest, We are all imperfect beings. I know that people have allowed disasters, accidents, heartaches, illness, and loss to overwhelm them to the point of checking themselves out of life altogether. Now, I can kind of relate to this because back in 1984, and I know that sounds like a long time ago for some of you, but I was one of those that wanted to check myself out of life earlier than purposed. The reason I know that it wasn't purpose for me to check out of life when I wanted to is because I'm still here, thank God. But I felt like life was not worth living. And there's a lot of people that are feeling like that right now. And a lot of young people feel that way. But I want to encourage you, even though that I felt like my life was spiraling out of control, deep down inside, you have this inkling, this feeling, they call it intuition, that there has to be something better or that you know God is nearer than you think. Well, I felt that life was spiraling out of control because I didn't understand not being loved, especially being raised in a household that was full of love. My parents were very loving and being rejected from a person that you thought loved you is a very real traumatic ordeal to comprehend when you're young. And the reason why I say young is because I was in my early 20s when I experienced this episode. I also understand how some feel when their heart has been stumped on by another human being. It's not a good thing. It's painful. It hurts. It's devastating. And I don't take that hurt and bruised emotion lightly when I hear young people today express their pain from being hurt by their peers or another individual that they liked, even though those that are under the age of 18, they really need to focus on school and their future more so than having a steady boyfriend or a girlfriend. 
I don't get how young people today are so inclined of wanting someone in their life that bad that they'll do anything and say anything to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And then they're subjected to all types of abuse from that other child. I used to tell my daughter when she was young, when she was considering herself wanting to like a little boy, don't allow no little boy to treat you as if they were me. I'm your daddy. I'm your only daddy. They're not your daddy. And I tell my stepdaughters the same thing. Don't allow a boy to treat you as if they are your parent. They got it twisted. And I'm not going to have no little boy treating my daughters as if he's their daddy. You're not going to talk crazy to my daughters. I'm not going to have it. And you shouldn't either. You should teach your daughters to, one, respect themselves, and then, two, make sure that little boy respects them as you, the father, respects them as young women. Young relationships can be stressful. And then you grow up and have adult relationships that are stressful and full of drama. Jesus actually agreed that life is hard. He said, in the world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. That was John 16:33. All of this hardship that we face today came as a result of the fall of man. Life was never supposed to be hard because when God created the world, it was perfect. And when he placed the first man and the first woman in it, they were perfect. Their bodies were perfect. I know some of us wished our bodies were perfect, but that'll be a show for another podcast. The climate was perfect. Even their relationship was perfect. Now, that would be something to have. And now I can say that mine is very close to being perfect. Knock on wood. Thank you, Jesus. They had everything they could ever need or want. And the best part about all of that is this they had the presence of god right there with them for goodness sake they lived in paradise how much better could it be however as we all know all of that changed with this one question to eve did god actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden genesis Three and one, the B clause. That's when it all started to slip away. And as a result of sin, God cursed the perfect world and made it turn on the perfect man and woman to where they had become imperfect themselves. Sin ruined everything then and it's ruining everything today. That's why life is so hard. Because when you multiply that one sin in the Garden of Eden by tens of millions, you begin to understand why our world is so messed up. The fallout of sin, it has a rippling effect in our lives, whether you realize that or not. I'm sure some of you have seen, most of you, all of you have seen Ripples in a lake or a pool, you throw a little pebble in, you see that ripple and how that ripple expands and gets bigger as it goes out. Well, that's the same thing that happened with sin. It carries with it a 
destruction. And that destruction is carried over to other people. For example, Raymond gets drunk. That's one sin. Because Proverbs 20 and one says, wine is a mockery. Strong drink is a brawler. And whoever is led astray by it is not wise. So Raymond comes home. And he beats his wife and abuses the children. More sin. Raymond's wife suffers a broken nose that will cause her problems for the rest of her life. The children are traumatized that they start running away from home, eventually getting involved in gangs, drugs, and prostitution. More sin. One of Raymond's son gets into his car while under the influence of drugs, ignores a stoplight and slams into a school van, killing five kids. Now their families will suffer the loss for the rest of their lives and others will be affected by their pain as well in various ways. The fallout from one sin continues to spread and countless of others are impacted and impacting others and we might as well add and the sin legacy goes on and on and on and on yes life is hard i agree however you ready for it i've said this in my motivating minutes countless times your best is yet to come that's right you knew it was coming you have to affirm that in your life every day that your best is yet to come. No matter what anyone says, your best is yet to come. No matter what you are facing right now. It's, a, it's only temporary. But remember this. God promised that he would never leave you, nor would he ever forsake you. Okay, yes, life is hard. But you can rest easy to know that the Holy Spirit will comfort you. The Holy Spirit will help you and the Holy Spirit will stay with you forever. Jesus said in John 14 and 16, and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. What is that helper? Who is that helper? He's a comforter. He comes to comfort you. Life being hard is a reminder of us that this world is not our home. It is not our final destination. We are just pilgrims passing through. Going through struggles and hardship actually develops the character of Christ within us as we grow in him. Just as he struggled during his time here on earth, Isaiah 53 and 3 says, He is despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. You know, looking back over the years and when I was faced with life's hardships back in 1984, the spirit of God came into my room and did just what he said he would do. He comforted me. And out of that, I wrote a poem that was published and it received the Editor's Choice Award. It got first billing in a national poetry book. So what does that mean? That means that 
anyone that buys that poetry book, once they open it, it was my poem that they saw. It was the very first one on the page when they opened the book. That's first billing. To encourage your hearts, here's what I want to do. I want to share my poem with you. And I hope it blesses you as it did me and so many other people over the years. It's entitled Rescued. Think on this. When I wrote this poem, I was very suicidal at this time. And I was contemplating on how I was going to take my life. And when God stepped into the room, because you all know, you can say what you want to say when I say this next statement. It's true. You're not going to find too many black people, too many African-Americans taking their own lives. That's not a very high statistic in our society. So that could be one of the ones like, wait, hey, hold on. We don't do this. But God stepped into the room and he changed my mind. He changed my mindset. He comforted my heart. He let me know that life is not as I perceive it to be. And this is where the poem came from. Rescued. An angel came to rescue me. For in this life I wanted to leave. So much pain, sorrow, and grief. To take my life would be my relief. In a room filled with despair, thinking if I died, no one would really care. Answers run in the mind of questions I can't seem to find. At a point of no return, there's a still small voice so loving and yet so stern. Realizing now there is a love I'm yet to learn. In all the pain, grief, and despair, somehow I knew you were there. So now I will live. Take away the pain, the grief, and sorrow. For now I have hope for tomorrow. I believed in one thing. To find happiness was to die. In meeting you, I now know my life was a lie. An angel came to rescue me. For in this life, I wanted to leave. But now I know in whom I believe. Rescued. That's what God gave me when I came out of that mindset of wanting to kill myself because I realized that an angel came to rescue me and he'll do the same for you. Are you struggling right now with hardships? Are you struggling with pain? Are you struggling with the mindset and wanting to kill yourself, contemplating of taking your life? Does it feel as though life is always winning and you're constantly on the losing side? Well, I want to offer you an opportunity to change sides. To finally be on a side that wins. If you are in a place in your life right now where I was in 1984, ready to check yourself out early. Then I want you to know that you too can be rescued. You can be spared. You can change your mind if you allow God to help you. It's just a matter of you saying yes. Saying yes to Jesus will change your situation. And if you are ready to make that change, you're at that point of no return. Well, there is a return. You can return to life as God has chosen for you. He's already picked you out. Your end result is not death by suicide. Doesn't matter how many people have hurt you. That's all a part of life and growing. 
But here, right now, as you hear the sound of my voice, know that God loves you and he wants the best for you. If you just give him a chance, give him the opportunity. And I want to pray with you. And you can pray this prayer as well. You can listen to this podcast later and pray this prayer. Share it with others that are feeling that to check out a life early is their best result. And it's not. But if you will, pray with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you admitting that I am a sinner in need of rescuing. Lord, life is hard, but right now I choose to turn away from my sin. And I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I desire to be set free right now. And I ask you to forgive me. I believe that your son, Christ Jesus, died on the cross to take away my sins. I also believe that he rose again from the dead so that I might be forgiven of my sins and made righteous through faith in him. I call upon the name of Christ Jesus and confess him to be my Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, I choose to follow you. And I ask you to fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I declare that right now I am a child of God. I believe that you have forgiven me. I am free from sin and full of the righteousness of God. And I believe that I am saved right now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer, to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and you believe that he heard your prayer, I welcome you to the family of God. From this moment on, start learning how to live a life of faith by finding a good Holy Spirit-filled Bible-taught church so that you can grow in your faith as you walk the pathway of Christ. Write to me. Share your story of faith and let me know that you said yes to Jesus today. Email me at lifeswordministry at gmail.com. I would also like to take this time to say thank you for partnering with us by sowing a financial seed into this ministry regularly. Your generous giving allows us to share the gospel throughout the world. If you're not a partner and you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by going to paypal.me forward slash life's word ministry. And be sure to subscribe and follow us right here on LWM Podcast each week, Monday nights at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. And remember, God loves you, and I do too. concludes our podcast for today through one podcast at a time we are helping you to rise up and overcome many of the world's perplexing problems remember to love god love yourself and love others thank you for subscribing and sharing our podcast with others until next time i'm pastor malachi